Hello, everybody. We are excited to announce our partnership with Homefield Apparel through the Dave Campbell's Republic of Football Podcast Network. Homefield has launched their North Texas Apparel line as they continue to expand their growing collection uh, that is now over 150 teams across the country. Obviously, this is a huge deal for us as we are incredibly excited to give y'all a discount code for y'all's orders as y'all go in there and see what they got and obviously uh, buy things just based off Twitter. Y'all will be doing plenty of that. The discount code is MGREEN, which gives first-time customers 15% off and for returning customers 10% off. Again, the discount code is MGREEN for those watching. Let's put it up on the screen, Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that code works for any purchase of home field, even if it's not North Texas specific. Home field is obviously uh, one of the major apparel lines in the entire country. It's dedicated to diving into the archives and history of each school to discover unique designs that make them perfect for showing off your school pride as college football returns. Colin, what, what do you think of home field apparel? Yeah, I mean, I feel like as all North Texas fans, we've been waiting for a moment like this in a long time. Obviously, home field apparel seems to have the hookup for us. I mean, I'm really, really excited to get my hands on some of those designs that they got. As Bruni already said, they don't just have the generic, you know, North Texas. It's It dives into what makes a school special, which I think I'm the most excited for. So you'll be seeing some of that on the podcast if y'all, y'all are watching. You'll be seeing yeah. us wearing some of that stuff. Definitely. If you're interested, visit the Homefield website at homefieldapparel.com. It's super easy, and you can access their wide-ranging selection of, of teams. Shop at Homefield and use our discount code MGREEN at checkout to get your discount. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruning, and that's Colin Mitchell. Colin, today we continue our opponent preview series with Javi Cardenas for Birds Up of Rivals. Javi, how are you doing today? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had had SMU last week. Now we have UTSA this week. I I venture to say the North Texas' two biggest rivals. Um, Personally, I look at UTSA as a bigger rival than SMU just because of um, I feel like they're on a similar playing field in a lot of ways um, than SMU, but now they're all going to be in the same conference, so it doesn't really mm. matter. Um, but what what have, what are your thoughts on just the overall rivalry and uh, the North Texas versus UTSA dynamic in Texas? I mean, I think it's it's becoming one of the best, right? At least on the on the G five level, whatever we want to call it now. Um, it's 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 gone off to a good start, and I think it's continued to provide exciting games. There seems to be you know animosity between the fan bases that's always fun you know on social media um but then also the results on the field right at least on the football side it's been very back and forth pretty even uh over the years uh other sports still i mean unt is kind of has the upper hand there but at least on the football side things are pretty even uh on the recruiting side as well as there seems to be a lot of back and forth so there's a lot of similarities i think uh especially now moving to the american uh, bringing an SMU into the field is going to maybe change it up a little bit for UTSA because, you know, that's that's the first time they're running into each other. But at least between uh, UTSA and UNT, I think uh, this move to the American is only going to accelerate that uh, that rivalry, right? It's just a higher stakes, bigger conference, uh, and hopefully just get, continues to get better. Obviously, with the move to American, you guys needed to uh, have a good football team, and you guys definitely do with Jeff Trailer. What's it been like kind of covering that success recently? It's been great, man. It's been great for everybody in, in town, uh, everybody covering the program. Uh, it was rough. It was uh, rough there for or for uh, four years yeah. under Frank Wilson. I cannot lie to you. It was it was rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but uh, Jeff Trout has definitely brought a, a you know energy, the energy that the the, uh, the program needed. Winning, of course, alleviates all problems, right? So yeah, um, being being uh, being one of the winningest programs in Texas over the last couple of years has definitely been great. Uh, the city has really bought into what he's selling, um, and he has the results to back it up, right? So uh, if he can continue to have that level of success in the American, I think uh, you know the the sky's the limit for him. Um, you know, if he has another, you know, double digit season, is that, does that keep him in San Antonio? I, I don't know. Right. I think at that point <laughs> yeah. you, you'll start seeing some other programs, some bigger programs. Never right. Mind, you know, uh, tech, tech already tried, uh, but maybe someone a little bit bigger comes along next, next off season. Who knows? Yeah. That's always the, that's like us with the uh, basketball, right? North Texas mm-hmm. basketball right. is like, Oh, we're winning all these games. And it's like, how long until Graham McCaslin goes? And then he goes, but um, always, yeah, I always think Texas just... tech for some reason. You're right, <laughs> Texas Tech. Yeah, they just keep poaching, sniping. Uh, yeah, sniping those conference USA schools. Um, you mentioned the the fan support. I think it's really interesting because both my parents went to UTSA, and my dad is now fully invested in the Jeff Trailer era. Um, like you said, the, the 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 high the lows of the UTSA football. Obviously, it's a new program, right? Or like late two thousands is when it was uh, created. Um, but this is the first time UTSA has really, really been on the map, um, which is understandable. It takes some time. But I think an interesting aspect of this team and this program's sustainability is the fan buy-in, which they need, especially playing in the Alamo Dome where, you know, it's a huge venue. Yeah, I mean, I think you've seen the crowds, right, continuously grow. I, I keep track of, uh, of the attendance over the years, and you can, you can just see a steady incline of, of fan attendance. Uh, the start of the program with Larry Coker, it was big fan support. It was new. Um, Larry Coker, obviously, a very recognizable name. Uh, but then it's, that kind of faded. And then uh, Frank Wilson got off to a relatively good start going into that bowl game in, uh, in his first year. Uh, but then things faded there, and you just kind of saw the crater, right? And it, that was not – it wasn't great. So um, to be able to bounce back to where they're at now in terms of fan base and certain of attendance, uh, it's fantastic. It's great. Uh, it's a great revenue stream for, for the program, for the university. So – it's been great. Uh, uh, you know, 40,000 in those championship games back-to-back yep, years. That's, that's a big deal. On, on, on Friday, on a Friday, I couldn't imagine if, if they were to make it to the championship game in the American against, you know, North Texas, SMU, you know, whoever that might be on a Saturday on, on, on a bigger channel. Uh, who knows what that crowd might be on, like, a primetime slot. So, to keep, uh, keep an eye on. Yeah, the uh, with, with all the fan support and everything, you already kind of mentioned, like, once exp- – or I guess – once the program starts to fade a little bit is when the attendance goes down. Is there any, what are the expectations going to the American then? Like, is everyone really expecting Jeff trailer kind of just pick up where he left off or are they okay seeing, uh, you know, not maybe the 10 win season that, that y'all had last year? I think the reasonable fan will, will expect, you know, an eight to nine win season. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, this year, the, your, your uh, standard fan, your normal fan would probably uh, expect the double digit success to continue this year. Um, the Americans are different beast. Uh, it's, it's different teams. Even the, even the teams in the lower end are, are better, right? Uh, yeah. uh, it's not UTEP. It's not, uh, it's not, well, even right. Rice is going to the American, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> I, not, I've caught myself doing that a lot too. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the American. No more uh, Rice. Oh wait, Rice is yeah, still right, right, there. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. No more FIU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No more FIU, no more UTEP, uh, teams of that like, I guess. Um, so you replace them with who? Temple, Eastern Carolina, you know, th- those are 
even if they're not doing great, though, they're, they're bigger, they're faster, right? So um, it's going to be an adjustment period. Uh, it's not going to be as easy to, to, to pick up those wins as it was in the past. So um, is it possible? I think so, especially th- th- this year with Frank Harris and, and uh, that group on offense and Rashad Wisdom and that group on defense. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot harder. It's not going to be as easy as it was in, in Conference USA. Uh, I think the level of, of uh, competition goes up and, you know, hopefully Jeff Trailer has his team ready to kind of, you know, uh, deal with that level up in, in competition. Yeah. You mentioned Frank Harris. It's it's insane to me. I remember watching him at Clemens High School as a junior. I was a senior, so I'm a year older than him. I feel like you watch a lot of random uh, college players in high school, Bernie, but anyways. In San Antonio, yes. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, Clemens High School, and um, this was before, I don't remember which ACL tear it was. He tore his ACL as senior, I believe. Um, yeah. And now he comes to, back to, to UTSA for his seventh season. Um, and it was a big deal with it. They're, they're making a whole, you know, marketing scheme around it, trying to get him back. Just can you walk us through, A, him coming back, and then obviously how big that is for this program? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a for sure thing that he was coming back. Um, literally right after the championship game, uh, and, and if you guys watched our press conference, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Trailer was like already trying to advocate for him coming back, right? He was already like, well, if he comes back next year, when he comes back, if, you know, uh, so it was a full-on push to get him to come back. Um, obviously, the, the NIL thing, of course, helped. Uh, there was a giant, like you said, marketing. But even uh, I want to, I want to say an NIL group was created to help fund uh, him returning to and, and other players, but primarily yeah. him, you know, helping him return to UTSA. So it was a full-on push. I think everybody recognizes how important he is. And but. Uh, but also, I think he knows how how important he is to, to the program, to the city. Um, so it, I think it just it made sense for him to come back. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I think what seven years now. Yeah. Um, that, that's pretty wild. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, at least he's getting an education out of it, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, North Texas had a twenty nine year old quarterback the last yeah. three years, so it's yeah, different circumstances, but it's the same. You know. Yeah. So no, I, I think it's. Uh, it was a mutual thing and, and hope and I'm hopeful and I, I mean, it's been confirmed that he got a pretty good deal out of it in terms of uh, uh, NIL. So uh, I think bo- both parties what, uh, got what they wanted. And, uh, you know, Frank Harris gets to be, I mean, honestly, aside from one Mayama these days, one of the most uh, recognizable athletes in San Antonio, I was trying to kind of put that into perspective there. It is like, man, like if you were to really list like the, you know, top five San Antonio and, uh, personalities in San, in San Antonio where would he rank and gosh it would have to be pretty high up there right now that is that's, that's yeah, actually really interesting because it's it's always only been Spurs right obviously like it's only because there, there's now. there's nothing else right there's no soccer there's no baseball yeah. there's no professional football so I mean he top three maybe top two I, I don't know that's interesting that's really interesting maybe Sohan walks around with his hair you know right <laughs> yeah exactly hey um, but hey I, I, I don't see uh, Sohan in like in commercials around town. So true, very true. Yeah, very true. true. Uh, obviously, we already talked about Frank Harris. He comes back. You guys lose uh, wide receiver Zakari Franklin, but outside of that, there hasn't really been a lot of huge departures. How has UTSA been able to use the portal and and reload for uh, the American? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously Sakari is is a big one. Um, the rumor about him leaving had has been around for a while, especially to Ole Miss and. Uh, it had been there. Jeff Trailer had alluded to it. He, of course, he's never mentioning teams, but just through back channels, you kind of knew Ole Miss was kind of lingering in the background. 
and that finally happened. So that's the first time that's happened to that level for UTSA. Everything else has been, you know, as we know, uh, teams parting ways with players, and a mutual thing like all programs do. Yeah. Um, but I think UTSA has been able to manage that so well. Uh, honestly, the, the lack of departures have been amazing, uh, especially in this day and age. Uh, why is that? Uh, you know, Jeff Trail will probably tell you it's a culture. Um, I think it's a combination of, of his culture, you know, and, and, I, and NIL, right? Everything on, on, the, on the back end, trying to help the players uh, uh, maximize their, their potential uh, earning-wise and football-wise. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think those two – it's it's but it's been pretty remarkable. I think of all the transfers that UTSF has had, um, FBS wise, I think uh, Dre Spriggs uh, from San Antonio went to UTEP. He's one of the only ones that have uh, had gone FBS before Sakari. Um, so it's just it's been it's been pretty crazy to, to watch them just the, the rotation, uh, the, the the rate in which they re- retain their players. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I want to say it's culture. I think it's going to end up being a combination of. Jeff Trailer's culture and uh, and NIL. Yeah. Now, if we start looking at this year's team, uh, we can start by very basically, what is the best position position unit on both sides of the ball? Is it that receiver position where you return, you know, DeCoy and Clark and and um, Joshua Cephas, um, or is it? I mean, obviously quarterback, like, I guess, pass game, run game, offensive line. Where, where do you look at the strengths of the offense and defense? Yeah, I think we can uh, put quarterback aside, right, because it's kind of its own yeah. category. But uh, I think out of the groups, obviously wide receiver with Cephas and Clark. Um, but there are some questions about there, right? Uh, Clark is coming from uh, coming back from an ACL injury. So how quickly does he return to form? Uh, you know, so maybe there's a couple questions mark there. They have some very talented guys in the back that are more than likely going to step up to, it's going to be hard to fill that production, but they're definitely going to step up in, in, uh, Sakari's absence. Um, running backs, another one, uh, uh, Barnes is an, it's going to be a great running back and he has some great, uh, uh, guys behind him that they brought in. Um, but I think honestly, offensive line is where I would have to say, uh, is going to be your, your, your strongest group on offense. They return a ton of talent. They brought in some 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 of the best offensive linemen UTSA has ever brought in, mm. um, from JUCO, from high school, so and and transfers as well. So because I, last I mean, year it, the def- mm-hmm. uh, the offensive line had a lot of injuries. That was a crazy the, amount. The big the big yeah. problem the whole year was like who yeah. we filling in the offensive line. Yeah, and and Jeff Trailer wasn't kidding when he said he was going to address it. He brought in a lot of bodies for the offensive line, <laughs> uh, and and very talented guys. Honestly, so like the the best. This is going to be the best offensive line um, UTSA has had in terms of experience, instead of upside, uh, depth. I think it's each group goes two to three deep, which is something – I mean, it's hard for any G5 to have, but yeah. it's the first time UTSA has ever had, you know, two to three guys at each position that that uh, they can rely on. Uh, you won't see a walk-on uh, for UTSA next uh, yeah. n- next season, right? Like, they, they had to start a, a walk-on uh, tackle last year, which is it's yeah. crazy in this A&H, but – it is that is actually really crazy? Um, and then, uh, what about defense? A uh, defense, it's a little bit tricky. Um, they they lost some talent there, but I think uh, that the, the the overall the defensive line is very talented. They're pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Brown uh, is going to be leading that group probably in the interior. Uh, if you combine them with the uh, outside linebackers, since it's kind of the the, the defense they run, yeah, uh, Trey Moore, right? It's going to be your your main pass rusher. So between Trey Moore, Brandon Brown, Tremaine Bell, 
they, they have a really solid group. And again, they're deep. They, they're going to, UTSA likes to rotate uh, at, that, at those spots. So you're going to see two to three deep there. They, they pride themselves in their rotations and it has worked for them the last couple of years. So I think the defensive line, including outside linebackers at the end, I guess, um, would say I would, I would say it's the, the deep, deepest part of that group. Is, is there any – obviously, you have Rashad Wisdom back. Um, is there any concern at, in the secondary? Obviously, if UTSA has pumped out some pretty damn good defensive backs over recent years. Um, will they continue to be, you know, high level in, in the back end? Um, I think at corner they'll be okay. They have some very talented guys. They got some great transfers in. Um, Corey Mayfield leaves, you know, at corner, mm-hmm. but they have a, a fortune coming back. They have Dumas coming from New Mexico State, and then they have some some guys that they've already had uh, that they've developed that I think are going to step up this year. I'd, uh, I'd say if you're right, it's I would say that's probably the weakest uh, spot. Um, they're very top heavy, right? With Wisdom, obviously, with uh, Kalechi. Um, they're going to be great, right? But behind, behind them, who do they have? Um, yeah. They're going to have to develop some guys behind them. Um, they haven't, they really didn't address that in, in the transfer portal, which was a little bit of a surprise to me that maybe they feel confident that the guys that they have are going to step up. Um, they have some talented guys they are just not proven. So it's going to be time for them to see what they got. Uh, and if, you know, they didn't bring any transfers, one could argue that's because the, the coaching staff feels that they're ready to step up. Yeah. Is there any on offense? I mean, I guess you can go back from last year because there's a lot of similarities there, but is there anything that the offense can improve in is there anything that you're like okay that is maybe could be a specific third down offense red zone offense you know something along the lines of an area where the offense can take a step forward this year um i think and that just do it was uh due in part because of the offensive line is is the running game um Mm -hmm. i think that um with all the injuries they never really got going uh since uh when sincere left right the offense became very pass heavy last year, which is, which is fine. But I mean, Joe Carroll will tell you hundred percent that he wants us to be a running offense. Um, so if, if I were up to him, I think it would be more of a 50, 50 split um, to take some pressure off of Frank Harris and kind of put it back on the offensive line and running back. So I would say definitely, uh, I think if they can improve their, their running attack with Barnes and uh, Henry, Brandon high, all those new guys that are coming in. Um, it's, it's what would Jeff Taylor would tell you. It's probably what he needs to improve on, on his offense. Yeah, we already kind of um, moving on, moving on. We already kind of talked about what a reasonable fan should expect um, this year. What, what's the overall expectations? Do you think like what do you what do you think Jeff Trailer's expectations are going into this the AAC? Because obviously it is harder. Is it is it going to be the nine wins or do you think it could be closer to eight or, or seven? I mean, I think they can get it done. I think nine wins is doable. I think a trip to the championship game is doable. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, injuries and all that stuff is going to play a big factor, right? I, uh, stuff like that you can uh, anticipate, but I think it's with everybody healthy and everybody pay- playing up to what, you know, their expectations of course is going to be a bumps along the road. I think it's reasonable to expect them in a championship game. If they don't stumble in certain games, so, you know, that uh, first trip to, to, to Temple is going to be tricky, right? They're going go yeah. to go to, to, to Philly for that one. Um, that game against UNT is, uh, always looms large. FAU is, is going to loom large, right? So, if they can get past some of those stumbling blocks, I can see them in the championship game where they're 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 able to you know beat Tulane at the end of the year. That's a big one as well. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that feels yeah, like I mean, the one to me. That where seems like a crazy game because too. SMU. We just talked. We talked about SMU. Their schedule is very very soft. They don't play Tulane. They don't play UTSA. Run. I, SMU should should be almost undefeated, if not undefeated, in, in the conference. So then it comes down to UTSA and Tulane probably as fighting for that second spot and. 
they play the last week of the season in yeah. New Orleans. Uh, that's going to be an interesting game. And also, the um, separately from conference is the non-conference, which UTSA for the second straight year has kind of loaded up on with Houston yeah. again, um, Army again, and then this year instead of Texas, it's at Tennessee. So it's yeah. like, even if it doesn't get to ten wins, I mean, there's very there's a route there's a there's a route in where UTSA goes like nine and three where it is arguably even more impressive than like yeah. last season. Yeah, hundred percent. I think if you go if you leave the, the out of conference two and two, you kinda of have to see that as a win. Yeah. Um oh, yeah. with the level of teams you're playing and, and then, you know, uh if you can you, you give yourself a little wiggle room in the American when, when you get into conference play and then put yourself in a position to play for the championship game against Tulane that the last game of the year that I think that would, you could see that. I would see that as a, as a good season, right? If that last game of the year is for the championship game, I think you have had a good season. Um, whether you make it and win, you know, sure. We, we can definitely have that conversation later on, but I think if UTS is in the position to play Tulane on the road for a spot in the championship game, you have to see that you have to see that as, as a good first season for, for UTSA. I have two more questions here. First, um, more like specific questions, I guess. My first is the recruiting class this past year was, I mean, 52nd in the country uh, on on three, uh, first in the American. I mean, it is an incredible recruiting class. How many of these guys do you think actually can contribute? Can contribute? Like, I don't, I don't want you to, you know, you don't have to go name by name or whatever. But like, do you think this class like actually? significantly helps this year's team no 100 percent. i think counting the transfers and the juco guys that they brought in they went very juco heavy which was a little bit of a surprise but makes sense now in in, in retrospect with what's going on in college football especially this year um i think all the guys they brought in if they don't start they will contribute in some way shape or form Uh, especially in the offensive line especially at linebacker uh, especially at uh, uh, corner and uh, just a, a turnkey spots. I think they did a great job addressing those needs. Uh, outside linebacker, uh, you know, corner, like I mentioned, uh, you're, they're going to, it's going to, they're going to play a big factor. Uh, wh- like I said, whether they start, you know, it, it takes a while to kind of buy in, maybe not buy in, but get used to UTSA, right? Now, nowadays yeah. you have guys that have been there a while. It's hard to break in, break into that. Um, but you're, they're going to contribute. They're, they're too talented. They're, they're definitely, you know, some high ceiling guys on there with, with some uh, eligibility left. So they're going to be here uh, a while. So uh, I think the fact that they went Juco and transfer heavy is going to play a big factor. I think you're going to see them contribute quite a bit. And my second question is not even looking at this year, but in next year and the year beyond that, who is the quarterback for after Frank Harris, because I feel like mm. I have no idea who is <laughs> even on question. the roster. Yeah, it, that, that's a million dollar question, right? Who's gonna be Who's gonna be the quarterback after Frank Harris? Um, I think right now it's be, it's gonna be between Eddie Lee Marburger uh, from the, the RGV from from the Valley here in Texas, and then uh, Luke McCown, the uh, the transfer from Oklahoma. Um, I think those two are gonna battle out uh, battle out next year for that QB one spot. It's gonna be a great battle. They're both very talented. Um, they're two, the, they're, if I recall, they're the two highest rated quarterbacks UTSA has ever brought in, mm-hmm. um, even in uh, Frank Harris. So they have the tools. They, they've, you know, one has played in, in the power five a little bit. I think Luke, uh, started a couple games. Uh, I'm sorry. Owen started a couple games. I'm getting confused with this. What is that? Um, <laughs> uh, started a couple games. So he has that experience, right. And then Eddie has seen some playing time as well. And he's very talented. 
Um, they both look great during the spring. I think, uh, you know, the expectation is for them to, to battle it out next year. It's going to be, gosh, man, it's going to be all the talk next year. I, I believe that is all you're going to hear about is them two going at it next spring. We love a good quarterback competition. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't we've like had that? Too, we've had too many in North Texas. I, I'm over <laughs> it. <but. laughs> too many. Yeah, enjoy the, enjoy the Frank Harris years. You know what? Why you got that, that, hey, that, that is what I tell people, man. Don't take it for granted. Uh, good quarterbacks in college football are extremely hard to come by. Yeah. Uh, people don't remember when they were, like, starting, like, JUCOs with, like, uh, UTS as their only offer, and they were winning, like, three games. Uh, Lowell Narcisse. So, yeah. Hey, not even him, man. Uh, Cordell Grundy, unfortunately, you know, he was a oh, great, just keep going great, back. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> great, great kid, man. But it, oh man, it was rough. Those are, those are some dark times. <laughs> dark times. Oh man. Well, all right, Javi. Um, that's all we got. I uh, really appreciate you coming on, joining us, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like it gave some good insights to uh, North Texas fans on uh, UTSA. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I always uh, glad to be on. For sure, absolutely. Well, if you're listening on the audio side, leave us a five-star rating review. If you're watching on YouTube, you feel free to subscribe, like, comment, uh, share, all that stuff. And uh, Khan and I will be back next week uh, with another opponent preview, probably do some recruiting stuff too. So uh, stay tuned for that.